Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. was downfall for one of my favorite 90s bands matchbox 20 hey this is a message is for you for my soulmate the jen says i'm going to meet in september baby i am going to be your downfall you just wait it's, <laughs> love that song it's even better the studio version is even better rob thomas of matchbox 20 little known fact he's best friends with the drummer who's about four feet ten inches tall and he's and then and then after a bunch of guys quit the band, the drummer decided he wanted to play guitar and stand at the front of the stage. But he was out there performing in bare feet. Like, what kind of a fucking weirdo plays the drums or the guitar in bare feet on stage? Weirdo. Anyway, Rob Thomas, talented guy, excellent singer, songwriter, and that was downfall. It was between that and Third Eye Blind this week. I'm trying to like mix it up. Not go back to the kiss well too often, you know. But what do you think, Blake? What do you think about Matchbox 20? Did you like them back in the day or not really? It took me a little while to warm up. During the 90s, I was very pro-metal. I was kind of a metal maxi of sorts. And then I got kind of into the more alternative later as years went by. You know, the the back and the dandy Warhols and cake and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I do kind of, yeah, I, I do like a lot of alternative music. So that's, Matchbox that's 20 stuff. was was alt pop they weren't really very hard rock but they were uh, pretty good all right how's everybody doing tonight this is toxically masculine tuesday with the usual crew i'm your i'm your host mike barrett in las vegas nevada joined as i always am by the man to my immediate right the man you cannot spend four hours in a car with and not come away smarter dr brooks agnew who also will drive the wheels off that car <laughs> we did too which we did really did in Arizona. Now, a lot of people have been warning me in the summer you got to be careful don't overstress your tires driving on the freeway in vegas because when it's 117 you know it's 140 and you might just blow a tire so i'm gonna take it kind of easy a lot of a lot of slow a lot of slow surface streets when i head down to the strip there brooks what are you drinking tonight by the way uh, I'm drinking Perrier. I, I worked all day on the property. It was gorgeous, 68 degrees, and I just busted ass today. I hauled all the scrap, wood, and trash, and insulation, everything off to the dump. The job site looks immaculate. Excellent, mm. excellent, excellent. And yeah, it was a gloomy and rainy here today. Mm. TV's Blake Wally, somewhere mm. east of California, in a new location somewhere east of California. It looks like a strip club to me, Blake. Um, Maybe, yeah. But I don't know. It's back somewhere, yeah. Um, um, how are you doing, and what are you drinking today? Doing well. It's great to be here, and I will be uh, sipping on some uh, Jim Beam again. Jim Beam. Nice. Right. Yes. We have uh, we have a few people watching over on Rumble. We don't have anybody listening uh, or anybody commenting over there. You guys, get up there, hit the like button on Rumble. We don't care about the like button on YouTube because it doesn't do us any good because we delete the videos off YouTube. But the Rumble like. Yes, we like to do that. All right, today is the hard news show, as always, and we're going to start. <clears throat> I think we got to start, um, Brooks, with the with the fairly obvious thing. Um, there was a big deal made about the death of a guy named Nelvani. I forget his first name. In a Russian gulag or prison or whatever they have over there. I think it was in. I think it was in. Um, 
It's a uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah. and um, it, it's fascinating to me. That, you know, Putin is a murderer. We don't, first of all, nobody knows how the guy died. We don't know what happened. I know the conditions can be very harsh there. But, um, you know, in, in a Siberian prison, I'm sure they're very harsh. But um, we don't know how he died. And other people are saying flat out, this guy's an overt Nazi. He's not he's not a reporter. But of course, that was the reason why we had to give 60 billion dollars more to Ukraine. Even Whitley Strieber, who is just I feel so sad because he is so lost politically. He's so out of touch with reality. It's it's depressing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there were some comments today from people that I thought were pretty interesting. Let's take a look at uh, this is actually Napolitano talking to Scott Ritter about Nelvani. Mm -hmm. Let's in on those comments and um, and check them out here for the whole world to listen to. And hopefully we uh, we catch that. Let's go full screen and let, ask, uh, Napolitano, let Napolitano ask the questions. Was Navaldi uh, an intelligence asset of MI6 or CIA or both? Both. Uh, Navalny was a uh, political operative. Uh, he was groomed by the CIA during a Yale uh, internship. Uh, he was supported in Moscow by a network of non-governmental organizations and other entities who received uh, money covertly from British intelligence. Uh, he participated in three coup attempts against, uh, against Vladimir Putin. The first one was the elections of 2007-2008 where the United States attempted to carry out a color revolution to prevent uh, the swap that Putin and, uh, and, and, and Dmitry Medvedev were making, where Putin was basically had run, had served two terms, uh, was going to switch over to prime minister, Medvedev would become president, and then at the end they'd switch back. That was the goal. Um, the United States tried to disrupt this to prevent that from happening by carrying out a color revolution, where Navalny played an important role. Then after that failed, Navalny got selected for this Yale program, which is really nothing more than a front for the National Resources Division of the CIA to groom, train, recruit, and then deploy him. He got deployed back for the purpose of uh, disrupting Vladimir Putin's attempt to return to power in 2012. We have Navalny's deputy on film with British intelligence saying, I need 10 to $12 million to make this happen, meaning to disrupt Putin's return to power. There it is. Um, you know, that's treason. That's 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 treason. So, you know, that's what um, Navalny did. And then Navalny uh, got involved in trying to disrupt the, the 2021 um, effort um, as well. This, you know, this led to, well, this is Navalny is the great um, uh, nationalist here. He's comparing uh, people from the, the, the caucuses as cockroaches and, um, and uh, flies. He says that, uh, the way you deal with cockroaches and flies is with a fly swatter and slippers, but sometimes you have bigger pests and then a Muslim comes in and he shoots them. He says the solution is the, the handgun. He called Georgians. My wife is from the Republic of Georgia. He called them rodents, rodents. Yeah. My wife is not a rodent. Her family isn't rodents. Georgians aren't rodents. Navalny is an ugly nationalist. That's the reality. Now we tried to put lipstick on this pig and turn him into, uh, you know, the symbol of democracy, but it was never a Democrat. He was always a disruptive force trained, funded, and directed by the CIA uh, to undermine um, Russian government, not undermine Russian democracy, 
Nothing about Navalny was democratic. He never garnered more than 5% support nationally. He could never have won an election. His job was to be disruptive, purely disruptive. And in that, he did a good job, but he was a traitor nonetheless. Okay. Um, so I think that sums up in a fairly um, succinct way uh, who this guy was. And the other thing, uh, Blake, that I know will be important to you is that they – you know, all these people screaming and crying about Navalny was killed by Putin. First of all, how many January Sixers have now committed suicide because Joe Biden put them into gulags and political prisons? Five. A lot more than Navalny. And not one fucking word about Gonzalo Lira, who is a legitimate journalist, trying to report the truth on the Ukrainian war. I know you both are going to have something to say about this. I'm going to start. I'll just let you go, Brooks, because you're the expert. Why don't you well, yeah, me? Gonzalo Lira was a colleague of mine. We we traded stories. We I watched him a lot. He sent uh, videos uh, to me and to my colleagues, and he was a good resource for us in Kharkov. And when they captured him, we were a little worried the first time. And then he said, well, you know, I've been accused. I've been released. And he continued to, uh, to broadcast. In fact, his coverage on youtube expanded after that then they arrested him again and he disappeared for a while we feared him dead uh through internal procedures they released him and advised him to run for it so he got the keys to his motorcycle and he took off for the border of hungary thinking maybe i can get over the border uh, it's a, it's kind of a friendly country. If I can get over the border, I'll be free. If and he was he was about three miles from the border when he sent out these videos, at a, at a, like a road stop, and uh, they captured him, recaptured him, and put him back in prison and killed him. And he mentioned in those videos that Victoria Newland knew who he was and hated his guts and wanted to see him dead. So as far as I'm concerned, Victoria Newland murdered Gonzalo Lira for his fucking YouTubes. Yeah, and that's pretty amazing stuff. Now, what else do you know about Navalny? Uh, there, I just posted what you sent me on the yeah. chat. Navalny uh, was definitely an operative. He he was, as, I, as uh, Scott said, disruptive. He worked yeah, yeah, in the yeah, CIA, uh, but he had also been jabbed and had two boosters. And when they did the initial medical uh, examination of him, he died of sudden death. Exactly what they said. He had a massive clot and a stroke, and he died in prison. So he wasn't murdered. He died of a no. stroke. No. Probably brought on by Pfizer. Thank you, Pfizer, once again, for ridding the world of another Nazi. TV's Blake Wally. I don't know how much you know about this situation. Uh, I know you know a lot more about Gonzalo Lira, but what do you got to say about this situation well, I guess, you know, I could say that the timing was not ideals because, you know, Putin's stock was, uh, as people were taking a, a deeper look at this and with the, with Tucker interview and getting Russia's perspective on the Ukraine war. Uh, so I find it suspicious that, you know, Putin would all of a sudden try to uh, assassinate his this big rival. I don't think any of us have ever heard of this guy until, you know, a couple of days ago. 
And now all of a sudden there are people are freaking out about it. But yeah, as, as I said, they didn't say anything about Gonzalo Lira when all it took was a simple phone call and they could have gotten him out of there. So they yeah. let a political prisoner and a journalist die. They don't say anything about Assange, but all of a sudden, if it's anything against Putin or Trump, they jump all over it. Like, oh my God, this guy was some kind of a threat. Or, But as Brooks is saying, there's only like a, a few percent that were even interested. You had no... Uh, no reason to topple Putin. He was no threat. So th there's more to it. But uh, yeah, we're, it's, we have to discuss that side of the story. And it's a good thing that Judge Napolitano pulled that off because that guy that gives credibility to that side. Yeah, Scott. It's not like the guy that Tucker tried to, to free. Tucker said, why don't you give us this young journalist, this kid, and we'll take him back with us. And uh, Putin was fully aware of the case. He said, no, this kid, you don't understand. He was a spy. He was using secret means to get classified information, and he was disseminating that classified information. That is against the law, and he's in prison. And they did mention that special, what did he call it? Not special forces. Special operations. Special services. Special, special services were negotiating, and he was confident that he was going to be released eventually. That's but right. things have to that. go through procedures. Yeah, he, he did say that, and it's, it's very interesting stuff. And, and, you know, people forget that, you know, first of all, He's a nationalist. How can you be more of a nationalist than Vladimir Putin is for Russia? I, mean, I know. That's like, that's like saying, uh, you know, this guy, uh, Ron DeStanis, DeStanis, not DeSantis, because he's Stanis Baratheon, and no one wants you to be king, Stanis, um, is like more of an American nationalist than Trump is. It's like insane. It's just, it's, it's absolutely nuts. So how are you more of a nationalist uh, than that? And um, I think the Nazi thing is probably going to stick to him uh, to a certain extent. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just think it was um, there's a lot of mitigating circumstances and it does not appear to be the same situation as Gonzalo Lira, who was killed by Zelensky and Biden and our own our own um, CIA. So, um, Brooks, what's your assessment of the situation in Ukraine? I understand Ukraine wanted to come to the peace table again this week. And Victoria Newland and um, and and Joe Biden uh, stopped them. Yeah, uh, actually, what happened this week was a kind of a, a Bakhmut chapter two. Bakhmut was a major city, had an airport. They guarded it with everything they had, and they lost it last May. Well, Avdivka is a similar kind of city, except Avdivka goes back to the old Soviet days. Very well fortified, probably the most fortified city in all of Europe. Really incredibly well fortified with bunkers and anti-tank uh, barriers and everything. It was amazing to me that Russia spent the assets to go in there and take that city, but now it has fallen. Now, that should have brought Kiev to the to the negotiating table, but it didn't. What happened was Zelensky went out with his hat in his hand, trying to raise more money, and and this is where it gets terrible. Victoria Newland launched high Mars rockets into Donetsk and killed civilians today and yesterday. They were yeah. dropping grenades from drones and filming it on bus stops with civilians. There's no military in Donetsk. It's Russian territory. Mm -hmm. They voted to become annexed. The vote was monitored by the UN by 139 different monitors. No shenanigans went on. Donetsk is Russian. And yet Victoria Newland is launching high Mars rockets into civilian areas today. 
By the way, these things make a 10-foot crater in the ground. Yeah, they're, they are desperate to start a shooting war with Russia at this point because I think it's the only thing that can save Joe Biden. At this point, Donald Trump is up anywhere from 9 to 12 points, not just nationally, but in basically every swing state. Right now, if the election were held today, Trump would win, I think, on the order of 315 or 320 electoral votes, Biden 226. And let me tell you, these are the public mainstream media polls. If they are that bad, in reality, Trump is even farther ahead than that. And I think that they're, I think we're talking, you know, California and other states, if the vote is honest, because we know he probably won all these states in 2020 as well. So... They are desperate, and I, I'm I am not going. I'm not making a prediction, and I'm not I'm not saying that this is absolutely going to happen. But the but I hear the rumor from just a few people that uh, this is Biden's last week in office. That he will oh, wow. be, he will be removed this week uh, due to a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, it's just a question now of which excuse are they going to use to get him out of office, and it's. Look, I mean, if you look at his videos, Blake, I'm sure you've seen him. He can't he, he, he can't get through a paragraph, even with a teleprompter. Um, and whether this is an act or not or part of the game, we don't really know. But uh, it, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, they're also pressuring Mayorkas. Uh, they weren't. Uh, Schumer doesn't want to have the impeachment of Mayorkas at all in the Senate. But uh Republicans are pushing for it, and I think the public is pushing for it. The problem is we have about nine rhinos in the Senate, and they're going to block this impeachment, and they're going to pay dearly. Well, they are. Some of them are going to leave uh, Congress before we can get to them, unless we have an excuse to round them all up and uh, eradicate them uh, from the human race uh, this week, which would be really nice. That's just a rumor. I don't put – I put like that a 5% a five chance of that happening. But uh, there's no question that the way the trends are going, Democrats are going to have to do something because it looks like we almost have a cheat-proof uh, landslide coming at this point. Of course, that's what I thought we had in 2020 as well. And the people in power let them get away with it, even though they knew um, they knew exactly what was going on. Okay, one other thing that happened uh, is, again, the attempt to stop Donald Trump is right out there if – you know, again, I see these DeSantis people on my my Twitter X feed, and they're just complete crackpot. Well, they're they're probably not crackpots. They've got to be getting paid by the Bushes and the Romneys and Soros to put this idiocy out. Oh, Trump has no chance of winning the general election. You know, it's like I'm sorry, he's crushing it everywhere, and it's going to be a cakewalk if the election is honest. But this week, this totally corrupt, syphletic despicable judge Arthur Engeron or whatever the fuck his name is um, basically he had already decided Trump was guilty of fraud even though even though it was admitted there was no evidence of fraud and he fined him even though how can you find somebody who's not guilty of any crime or not guilty of anything 350 million dollars and now Trump is going to have to post 400 million dollars bond just to appeal this. Uh, personally, if I was Elon Musk, I would have said, here, here's a check. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Go get these guys. 
But that situation happened, and um, the repercussions are starting to be heard. We have a trucker's uh, revolt going on where a lot of truckers, we don't know what the percentage is yet, are saying, I'm not going to deliver to New York City. We're just not going to go there. So they're almost trying to put the city under siege and starve it out. That's interesting. We'll see how far that goes. And then other people like um, Kevin O'Leary, you know, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank, mm-hmm. had quite a bit to say about the situation today. And uh, I would like to get up there and show everybody exactly what he said because it is very interesting stuff and he makes some very strong points. So let's get up there, let's maximize, and let's let Mr. Wonderful have his say like yourself or investors, if they know that they can get away with fraud and there's no recourse to protect them? Excuse me, what fraud? I don't, I, this is not about Trump anymore. When you know. get a developer, when you get a developer that builds a building and he says it's worth $400 million and he wants to borrow $200 million from a bank, which happens every day, everywhere on earth, including every American city, Every developer is an entrepreneur. They shine the light on their building and they say it's worth 400. The bank does its own due diligence, as was done in this case, because they're very good at it. The banks are very good. And they say, no, it's worth 300. We're only going to loan you 150 million. That haggling has gone on for decades. That's how it works. And then in this case, even the bank that was supposedly defrauded testified and said, we didn't lose anything. We want to do business with this guy again. We'd like to, but the judge said, no, 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 no. Let's penalize this developer for $355 million. And if we're going to do that, let's penalize all the developers all across America. They've all done the same thing. All of them should go to jail and we should stop building buildings. That's what the message is from New York. Even the governor herself is concerned about what this looks like to investors all around the world. It's not just U.S. domestic. All well, around the world, people are talking about what happened here. You really think people want to invest money in New York after this? How about we go well, somewhere I, I else? Think, how, I think how there about are to, people who would, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I want to converse well, with you, you instead. you just did. I, it's, it's only because I want you're, to have a conversation, a, you know what? Kevin, as opposed you, to just you, having you tell me. I respect you because you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. You understand well, exactly what I'm talking about. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm respectable for a number of reasons, Kevin O'Leary, but being a, law, a lawyer is one of those issues. But I'll tell you, when I, when I hear your conversation, and I do want to converse with you about this point, I understand that there are legitimate concerns that were raised during the trial and will continue to be raised about who the quote-unquote, who is actually bringing the suit. It wasn't the banks who were saying that we as consumers are unsophisticated feel this way. But Letitia James, the Attorney General, and I know you want to expand beyond Trump, has suggested, well, it's about making the playing field level for those who are not the major and billionaire investors, but for those who are supposed to put business records out there, want to get a loan, the idea of making sure that they have to have the same true statements included as those who have a lot more money. Is there any weight to that for you? Well, I ask you. Who lost money? And I make it even clearer. You and I, we're developing a data center together. And I say to you, we can go to New York where this just happened. It's your money now. You're now an investor and you're taking risk. You're an entrepreneur with me, right beside me. We're together on the deal. Or I can show you Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia, where the governors actually ran businesses. Let's go there where this never happened before. They have power, they have permits. 
They've got legislation that's supportive of entrepreneurship. Why would we go to New York? Why take the risk? My only point is, did we just diminish the great state of New York and the great people of New York? And shouldn't they ask for better management so they don't become a flyover state? Remember, New York has the highest taxes in the country, the worst regulatory environment, and it's incredibly mismanaged. And I'm pointing out now on top of that, you get this insanity. A, a victimless crime, and forget about Trump, it's not about Trump. I don't care about Trump in this. I care about America, and I care about entrepreneurship, and I care about democracy, and the fairness. The judicial system is now being criticized. People are asking themselves, the bar of New York, is this judge rational to charge $355 million? in a case where no one lost any money? Is that good for the people of New York? Should the people of New York wake up to this and say, what's happening to us? Why is this becoming so perverse? Why are we the focus of this injustice? And I, nothing to do with Trump. I'm not supporting Trump. I'm supporting American entrepreneurship. And New York is slowly becoming the number one loser state in America. Okay, um, I'm supporting Trump, and here's the reality. This is insane. This is it, it is insane that shouldn't even be allowed to go through. There should never have been a trial. Um, and who does Donald Trump pay money to? He, he, he didn't do any damage to the state. He didn't do any damage to the people of he didn't do any damage to his business partners. He didn't do any damage to um, to uh, the banks who flat out said, no, everything he did was on the up and up and we would love to work with him again. So who does that $350 million supposed to go to when nobody did anything wrong? It's absolute insanity. Blake, uh, what do you think about this particular uh, ruling? It's it's so transparently political, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's just blatant lawfare. It's deliberate targeting. And as they've said, it's victimless crime. Happens all the time. Um, setting a dangerous precedent. So it's just a fish, fishing expedition to go after Trump for anything that they can find. They find a loose end and they go after him. And it's also a major election interference. They're trying to weaken and take down uh, their biggest rival, make him look bad in front of the low info voters, put him on trial as though he's a criminal in, in all of these cases, and maybe something they'll get will stick. But hopefully this is another thing that should backfire and Great on, uh, you know, Kevin O'Leary. I didn't see that particular clip. I didn't know he was actually pushing back against a propagandist on CNN. I just seen him on financial news. But, but, but the uh, thing yeah. is, he's, he's all, and uh, Brooks, this is where I have a problem. He's only pushing back on the principle. Yeah. He's pushing back on the personal basis. Like this judge... Go ahead. I'm going to let you say what you <laughs> Well, I mean, thank God uh, Putin isn't running this country because uh, Trump would be in a prison somewhere, uh, you know, pounding rocks. He's a political opponent. He has to be removed. 
that's what New York is doing. That's what Letitia James is doing. She campaigned on this. She's following through with her campaign promise. She is a multi-multi-millionaire made rich by the black people of New York. Uh, she has taken advantage of them and all the grant programs that they have. And she's trying to take Donald Trump out as a candidate so that Nikki Haley can win the election. That's what she's trying to do. And make no bones about it. It doesn't have anything to do with real estate and fraud and all that bullshit. That is all just a ruse. It's just designed to take out the Democrats' political rival. And again, I'm going to remind you, they wouldn't be doing this if Trump wasn't crushing. Oh, yeah. If their internal polls were not telling them that Trump is going to win 400 electoral votes, this would not be happening. So... Uh, the fact that it is happening is proof that all the DeStanis nutcases are completely wrong and that the Democrats are really running scared. Okay, Blake and then Brooks, what should happen to this judge and what should happen to this prosecutor? Well, should be uh, disbarred at the least, uh, humiliated uh, publicly. And uh, I won't go any further than that. We'll, we'll start there <laughs> and uh, work our way up. So. Brooks, what should happen? What should happen to uh, Judge uh, Arthur uh, Tiberius Sophetic <laughs> Engeron? What should happen? Well, to him? He literally, he literally looks like Peter O'Toole as Tiberius with syphilitic sores all over his face from the movie Caligula in 1983. That's yeah, what he. Yeah, does. he really does. He just misses the little uh, oak leaves around the head. Yeah, and of course. You know, Brooks and I are the two people that have seen that movie. Go ahead, Brooks. <laughs> This all goes back to what I call the reign of the judges, and it happens in every civilization going back all the way to Rome. The judges end up becoming the law, and they end up ruling by law. Law is not the king anymore. It's the judges. So this judge is acting just like a king. He set the rules. He did not allow Trump to defend himself. He judged the case as a summary judgment. This is where they kind of go on the merits of the case, which there weren't any, and make right. a judgment before the trial ever begins. And then he just didn't waver from that. It didn't matter what Trump said. He wouldn't even let Trump do a closing statement. Uh, it didn't matter. He, he wouldn't allow a jury. He didn't want anybody any other opinions. He had total power. So in answer to your question, who has the authority to step in when a judge goes out of control like this? It's the Supreme Court. The and Constitution only set up the Supreme Court. Now, it allows Congress to establish a court system, but Congress doesn't run the Justice Department. The president does. It's under the executive branch. So this is the issue that we have. The reign of the judges is does not have a balance of power in our government and, and, and well and it's only because and it's only because they're a, a, we are allowing the judges to do this there's nothing in the law that gives them this kind of power you're right you're right and, and, and the really, house judiciary you know, and the senate judiciary committee should have authority but they don't these or, or judges better, just laugh at them or better yet if you actually had a sheriff county sheriff somewhere that would simply say this is unconstitutional and just arrest all these people and throw them in jail and say this is trial is over Letitia James and Arthur and uh, you know Tiberius and Geron, you're never going to see the light of day again you're just going to rot in prison mm -hmm. now as to what I would do with both of them I would uh hire Hamas to throw them off the observation deck of the Empire State and I would do that today that's what I would do 
this. So, you know, I am a little more willing than you are, Blake, to, uh, <laughs> to go there. I'm a little okay. more merciful. Um, Tarry and feathering would be fine. Uh, no, it's worse than that. Okay, uh, another thing that happened is we had a Super Bowl uh, a week ago, and the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, even though I'm no fan of the Chiefs. But at the parade a few days later, there was a shooting. And the shooting was conducted by two or three um, illegal aliens in one case, a couple of thugs in another case, a couple of black uh, gang members, thugs who were shooting at each other. One uh, young lady was killed. Nine to 15 others were wounded. And what happened uh, is that they've known their identities now for days and not a single Mainstream media source anywhere on the web or on television has identified their names and shown their pictures and shown their mugshots. And the reason they've claimed is that, oh, well, they're underage. Well, first of all, it turns out none of them are underage. They're all over 21 years old. Secondly, uh, it seems to me that Kyle Rittenhouse and the young man who was uh, harassed by the uh, by the Indian guy, Sandman. Sandman. They were all they were all under at 21. They were under 18, and their faces and names are all over the place. So fuck you, you fucking liars. Uh and Jack Posobiec has a little bit to say about this. So let's go, let's go over to Poso and uh let Poso share the information as soon as I gotta I hate this new thing with the program where I have to like Pick it twice. All right, let's let Poso tell us what's going on. But yeah, this is huge. Absolute, absolute killer for, obviously a killer for, you know, in reality, but it's a killer for the narrative. It was a stolen Glock 9mm that started the Kansas City shooting. And I'm sure once we go through and find the other guns and find out the information on the other guns, which of course is being sealed, the same way that the surveillance video is out there, that the surveillance video is out there and they're not giving it to us. Kansas City Police Department, Jackson County prosecutors, Kansas City Mayor, and the Kansas City Mayor is going so far to say, you are racist. You are racist if you ask to see evidence of who shot up the Super Bowl. Can we see, can we see some, can we see some mug shots? Can we get some evidence? Can we get some information? There might be a little bit of public interest to see what happened here. They are gonna make this story go away they're going to try to make this story go away and make this narrative go away because they don't want this out there they don't want this out there at all they do not want people talking about this they're going to do everything a stolen gun a stolen gun did this and uh, to be clear a, a, a stolen gun was used in a gang style shooting all because somebody looked at someone the wrong way now, we don't even know at this point if these are gang members. That's what I'm saying, gang style, being being serious, right? We should take it seriously. But a gang style shooting, gang style street, street shooting, because somebody looked at someone the wrong way. Okay, um, so that is Posobiec's take. Now, I, I, you know, a lot of people say Posobiec is CIA or NSA or whatever it's possible he is, but that information is all correct. One guy at least was known that was in handcuffs seen in handcuffs has been identified as an, an illegal alien wouldn't surprise me if two of the three were not illegal aliens the other two are black gangbangers they're all over the age of 18 they're not minors their identities should be known 
and they used stolen guns obtained illegally to carry out their terrorist-style attack at the Kansas City Chiefs parade, which left one girl dead, which is exactly the opposite of the narrative. And yeah, NFL media, the day it happened, we must get rid of the guns, we must do something about the guns today. Uh, yeah, well, uh, one of the, one, uh, it looks like, uh, it, lo- it looks like, uh, uh, they might not be, ter- they might not be like, uh, you know, uh, white people. If they were white MAGA supporters, it'd be all over the place. Blake, what do you got to say about this? Oh, absolutely. I would love it if like, like a white cop shot a black guy. I'd be all over the place, right. even if it was totally justified and he was saving hundreds of people. But uh, yeah, when it's inconvenient for the narrative, it's, it's comical in a way. It's tragic, but the way that they try to uh, you know frame that and then try to ignore it and sweep it under the rug like we all are just going to stop ans- asking questions about it. So uh, yeah, it's a big problem. It's a mess. Um, and I think they've re- maybe released a couple of names, but we're still like gathering all of the information because they're you know tight-lipped with all of it. But uh, a lot of people got caught in that crossfire and were collateral damage. And it's a uh, but, you know, really bad uh, stain on the uh, the Super Bowl parade um, that day. So we'll see how they uh, continue to uh, yeah. ignore it. But they're going to have to face it at some point. And we're going to have another great, discussion about uh, it. Oh, guys, Amaranth is on yeah. a bikini stream Ooh. right now. We're going to have to cut the show short. Um, <laughs> Brooks, um, well, everybody was ready to jump down, you know, more gun control, more gun control. And now all of them are suddenly quiet about the Kansas City. Well, we don't know much, but we know more about the heroes that tackled these guys and immobilized them and got them ready to be arrested than we do the people that actually did the shooting. So, I mean, sure, you can't comment on an ongoing investigation, but you're right. Their mugshots, their nationalities should be all over the news right now. The sheriff should say, yeah, we caught these guys. There was only one death. Uh, It's tragic, but it could have been way worse. Thank goodness for these heroes that uh, took it upon themselves to uh, rush into the gunfire and tackle these guys and make sure that they didn't kill anybody else. But like you said, it doesn't fit the narrative, narrative and it's going to go away. Best way to take down a bad guy with a gun is to have a good guy. All the good guys have guns. Yep. And so it absolutely. Well, we don't call it a gun anymore. We call it an automatic hole puncher. Automatic hole puncher. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not automatic, though. It's a manual. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a single shot, not single shot, but, you know, single point hole puncher. That's what it is. Uh, Taylor Swift gave $100,000 to the victim's family. So? <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, I fucking hate her. Um, probably got their uh, guns from the ex-Attorney General Holder. Yeah, it's probably some Fast and Furious guns. Okay. Um, the other thing that happened this week was uh, nutbag Fannie Willis, the Georgia prosecutor who's trying the lawfare prosecution against uh, Trump in, in Georgia who is completely off her rocker, was absolutely exposed in court this week as um, basically hiring a subordinate, paying him a ridiculous amount of money, apparently in cash, going on lavish vacations with him, all on the taxpayer's dime. And then she showed up in court and wearing her dress backwards um, and absolutely... um, 
went nuts. Clay Travis posts, she banged her subordinate and paid him 650K in taxpayer money. She isn't the victim. That's the microscope at all. That's the microscope she's under. She could have banged any of the other 4 billion grown men in the world and no one would have cared, just not him. All of this is illegal. Um, uh, all of this is completely illegal. It is completely unethical. Uh, speaking of someone who should be disbarred. And the question is right now, we don't know what's going to happen because there are rumors that the judge uh, is on her payroll. And even though it's completely obvious that she's not only A, nuts, but she's um, B, completely corrupt, she should be removed from her position immediately. But we can't get Go Georgia Governor Brian Kemp who helped steal the state of Georgia from uh, President Trump for Joe Biden in 2020, isn't doing anything about her and her arrogance on the stand. Um, do you, Where do you think that comes from, Blake? Do you think it comes from the fact that she knows nothing's going to happen to her? Or is she just that clueless about the way things really work? Because she's obviously stupid. I mean, you listen to her and she's a fucking moron. Yeah, <laughs> Let me let me just let me just finish it. She yeah. did not pass the bar. Yeah. Somebody somebody took that exam for her. That's an affirmative action bar. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean it's, it's emotionally charged and she's got to be embarrassed. So she's yeah, she's she's freaking out. So very defensive about all of that. And yes, it's also very, you know, arrogance. She was in power, she was the judge and all of a sudden she's on her, her own trial being exposed and we're also kind of watching this whole case kind of unravel spectacularly which is great to see i mean it seemed like there was all the momentum was you know for her and then all of a sudden you know getting trump and 19 associates and sydney powell and jenna ellis are making deals and now this is this is kind of blowing up in a way so this has been a very uh unexpected uh, turn of events with this uh, case in in georgia so it's been hilarious and, and you know it, it's awful for trump you know, playing, having to go through all of this, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see it uh, backfire too. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, everybody said, "Oh, the Brunson case." You know, the Supreme Court's going to take the Brunson case. Well, they rejected it again. Can we count on any court in this country at this point, as corrupt as they all are, to do the right thing and simply dismiss all this, Brooks, or or do we keep going forward? No, it ha it has to go forward because of the way the judiciary system works. It has to be decided, and then an appeals court steps in, and then it goes circuit court and all this stuff. Fanny Fanny Go Fanny, or Fanny Fanny Fo Fanny, is a slut. Okay, and uh, the the governor of Georgia calls her hot chocolate. His hot chocolate. She's been doing this for a long time long before i guess her good parts wore out but here's the deal the georgia kkk does not like stains on their sheets and that's exactly what this whore has done she has dragged her sexual appetites and believe me she knows no bounds because she got the taxpayer of georgia and the taxpayers of the federal uh, the, the united states taxpayers to fund her uh, two or three years now it seems like it goes back to 2019 uh, to fund uh, her sexual escapades with uh, Mr. Mr. Wade. 
And uh, I got to tell you, both these people are an embarrassment. They're an embarrassment to watch on the stand when they can't answer questions that good uh, interrogators are putting to her. And she hasn't even faced Jim Jordan yet. Wait till he starts taking her apart. This is an embarrassment. And in, you could see the frustration in her face when she said, I'm not on trial here. Those people are on trial. I'm not on trial here. Oh, yes, you are. You're an officer of the court, and you've left stains on the sheets. That's it. Get out. Well, I suppose that's the only hope we have that anything justified is going to happen to her because, um, you know, somebody's going to have to say, this this woman is a liability. We need to get rid of her. That's the only way it's going to work. But then they're just going to bring in somebody else to continue the nonsense against Donald Trump. Uh, the good thing about it is that the more they do this, the higher his poll numbers go, which I find rather uh, amusing. Okay. Speaking of that, one other thing uh, coming up, um, Nikki Haley, uh, is the South Carolina primary tonight or is it next? It's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, she's getting crushed by 30 or 60 points in her own state, South Carolina. And she went to 35. She went on TV uh, today and everybody thought, oh, you know, this is going to be, she's going to withdraw because none of what she's doing makes any sense. But she got up there and cried crocodile tears and talked about how she was going to be, she was going to be the the next president of the United States, either her or Kamswala Harris was going to be the next president. There's going to be a woman president. No, you're not, Nikki uh, or Naradwa or whatever the fuck your name is. You're not going to be anything except maybe a prisoner in Gitmo, we can all hope. But uh, what did you guys think of of this today? Did you even see it? I I, I just laughed. I saw about three minutes of it and started laughing. Was that? Uh, Brooks, what do you think? Well, this goes back to when Trump was president and, uh, and the current uh, – leading politician in South Carolina wanted to be governor. Nikki Haley was governor and he wanted to be governor, but he couldn't with Nikki Haley in the way. So he asked Trump if he could take Nikki Haley out of the way. So Trump appointed her to be ambassador to the UN, which is like right next to the deputy chief director of paper towels. It is that inconsequential. But since the United States doesn't really do much with the UN except make speeches every now and then, she got to hobnob with all the big donor class. They love to have Nikki Daly at their dinner parties and their soirees. And she got the Rolodex that allowed her to gather the donors to run for presidency. All she is doing right now is making sure that the checks keep rolling in. As soon as the checks stop, she will drop out and she gets to keep the money. <clears throat> yeah, which is another thing that's really wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me with this whole situation. Um, and, uh, you know, again, none of these cases have any merit. They're all falling apart. The Jack Smith prosecution is falling apart. All we need is one. We just need one court somewhere to dismiss this case completely saying it lacks any merit whatsoever, should never have been brought and quite frankly, the people who brought it should be disbarred and sent to prison for 10 years. And then the rest of them will disappear. But we can't get that one break in the dam. And uh, Blake, do you have any hope that that's going to happen anytime soon? 
Yeah, I mean, it's still early, so we're still watching. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they went after him for the uh, what, the other sexual assault case that was insane, and that lady had zero credibility. So um, I expect these to keep, uh, yeah, failing, even though they will keep them tied up, but they'll eventually all backfire, and it'll eventually, I think, make him stronger in the end. He's not losing his support. None of this has worked, and we all see through it. Even when they do try to go after him, it's something outrageous. Like, you know, it's $350 million or it was $85 million for the defamation. No, yeah. it's, just, it's yeah. making him stronger. For, yeah. For Trump, yeah, it was defamation for Trump to say, I never raped this yeah. ugly bitch. <laughs> Even though the court had established that he never raped that ugly bitch. So, again, <laughs> more insanity. None of it should hold up. I just wonder when it's going to evaporate, when it's going to start disappearing because i keep hearing it is but it never it, it doesn't it just keeps going on day after day week after week which i guess brings us um brings us to one final thing that i i want to talk with you guys about how close forgetting my little birdie that told me you know it's this week how close do you think we are to to starting to flip all this stuff to getting biden out of office early before we ever get to november do you think any of that's going to happen, uh, Blake? Do you think any of – or Brooks, it seems like you want to go. I'll let you go first. Do you think any of that's going to happen? I mean, be careful what you wish for because I kind of hope Biden does stay in because he's a bumbling fool. I kind of hope Kamala does stay as vice president because nobody in their right mind would – she wouldn't get a single delegate. If they replace them, you don't know who it's going to be. It could be Gavin Newsom. He's formidable because he has – the global media empire behind him. He can speak well. He looks good. He can lie like like a German, uh, you know, like a, a Gehring. I mean, he can he or Goebbels. He is a, a fantastic liar, and he's got the Pelosi crime family behind him. At least Biden can't defend himself. Biden couldn't win a debate. He couldn't participate in a debate. Are you kidding me? But Gavin Newsom could. And they have a couple other benchers they could bring on. So be well, careful they, what you wish for. They pumped him up on drugs and also gave him, there was an insert which we saw in his eye, allowing him to read a teleprompter. If you notice in the debate against Trump, there was a, there was a teleprompter or TV over the camera pointed at Joe Biden. And it, we just, we figured out that there's a certain kind of filter you could put on over your eyes, which did appear to be in Joe Biden's eyes, which would act like glasses where only he could see what the answer was. To oh, wow. Me. Trump kept looking at that TV. You could see he was like, is he reading off of that? So they can do some things. But I think Joe Biden is now so far gone four years later that they can't even get away with that this time. Um, and that's what you get for not controlling the debate yourself. Uh, Blake, do you see any hope? that this nightmare ends before November? And if so, when do you think that might happen? Well, I, I kind of hope with Brooks that they'll continue to uh, run him and see if they can get away with it again. Be, yeah, it took, they had to pull out all the stops just to get him through that debate. And that was four years ago. Uh, he's declined, obviously. Uh, even the Democrats see that and know that he's going to be a liability. And that could uh, be, makes for some interesting TV. Yeah, the one fear with the Gavin Newsom, and as Brooks also points out, is that he is a very skilled liar. And he can pull stuff off in that moment. And you have to kind of fact check him later and realize, oh, yeah, he was totally full of shit. 
But he did get uh, you know beaten down by DeSantis pretty good. So maybe they could prepare for him. But people realize that he's uh, not to be trusted. There's something very wrong with him. Um, so I guess maybe the best option is Michelle Obama if they think they can try to uh, win with her. But uh, I don't think Biden, there's, there's no way. Yeah, rumor is, rumor is she ain't going to do that. That uh, no, gonna happen. More than a rumor. She's actually made the statement. But now I'm beginning to hear in the fake stream news, I haven't heard it before, if there's an election. Are you hearing that? In the yeah. fake stream news, yeah. you're hearing people say, if there is an yeah. election. Yeah, because because I understand that they're going to try to escalate World War Three this week. Yep. That's, gonna be the, that's what's going to be the precipitating event is that the military finally says, okay, we can't have this, and they just remove Joe Biden uh, being a traitor, and then they bring everything out. So we'll see if they're going to pull that trigger. I kind of doubt it. Uh, like I said, 5% chance, but you never know. It's distinctly possible. Okay, thank you all for being here on the YouTube side of the house, on the Rumble side of the house. Do we have any questions over on Rumble? Nancy Kerner show. Hi, Nancy. Uh, is it true that Barr... ASSO, A-S-S-O, is a bank, kind of looks that way. Do you guys know what that is, Bar, Bar Asso? Uh-uh. I don't know what it is either, so we'll have to research that, uh, Nancy. Thanks for uh, thanks for being over there. Um, yeah, I don't think she could spell Atlas, much less <laughs> some of the jokes about Annie Willis and some of the other people involved with this. Also, please do not forget to visit uh, our wonderful sponsors, the CBD Gurus, because of some problems we're having with Restream tonight. The CBD Gurus logo is not in the upper right-hand corner. They have all kinds of wonderful products for your health. Also, please uh, head on over to uh, MikeBarrapets.com, MikeBarrapets.com, and pick up some really, really cool products for your dogs, for your cats, and for you. Uh, if you go to the Shop Now button, you can pick up all kinds of great uh, mushroom-based supplements for your doggies and your kitties and your horsies. And um, they're really, really cool stuff. Though I give Barkley the mojos. He does great. Uh, I'm going to pick up some of these food samples. They've got good stuff for horses and for humans. They've got um, immune system boosters and enforced restorers for your organs like your pancreas and so forth. Anyway, uh, MikeBarrapets.com absolutely wonderful people um blake why don't you tell us what's going on over at the next level news.com do you want me to bring it up or has it not been updated oh yeah sure you can throw it on there i've had a couple of recent shows i suppose so yeah i'm doing a show called the agree to disagree show with my friend brian engelman of the new american media and we've been doing shows tuesday and thursday we might switch things up and do uh, also a, a night show. We're going to try a, a test run tomorrow if anyone wants to uh, jump okay. in. And you can participate on whether you agree or disagree as we cover the latest news and current events. There you go. The next level news. He also puts our shows on there. with really Yeah, uh, all the archives up there. For all right. The yeah, really cool, uh, really cool, um, uh, not profile pics, but... Uh, Thumbnails and archives, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Really cool stuff. So the next level news.com and Dr. Brooks Agnew, why don't you tell us what's going on over at brooksagnew.blog? Uh, a couple things. Uh, of course, uh, we have all the, the good products, uh, health products, books, audio books. Uh, really uh, got a push going on for the birth trilogy right now because Amazon has made us an offer 
to buy the film rights. Uh, the investors are talking it over right now. Next month, we're supposed to go into negotiations. It's not a huge amount of money, but it will sure boost book sales. I'm really looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, if you want to learn more about it, click on any one of the books, and you can watch the full trailer from the TV series, the proposed TV series. Um, we're excited about it. Cool. Very cool. Share and it with your friends. I'd like to get a couple of million people to watch that trailer. It would go a long way. There you go. Love the, love the uh, money there. And then, of course, there's uh, Ivan and Roxy and the Healthy and Aging Procs. Yes. If, uh, and by the way, in the chat room, uh, thank you very much for your testimonies. People that got their ivermectin, the COVID hit their house and it didn't hit them because yeah. they had their ivermectin on hand. Yeah. We, have, we have now delivered... Over 34,000 people have been kept out of the hospital wow. with ivermectin through our website. And this is the real stuff. It's 12 milligram full strength, and you won't find it cheaper anywhere because we're selling it at cost. Get it. Get it for your friends. Tell your friends about it because disease X, you know, the Biden plague is coming to a neighborhood near you. That's right. And I had the, um, I had the flu a couple, three weeks ago after my visit to the dentist where I think one of them was vaccinated, and it was either the flu or oh, COVID yeah. vax that got in. They had their hands in my mouth and everything, and I picked it up from them and didn't realize it until a couple days later. Started taking the ivermectin. The flu symptoms were gone in less than three days. Less than three days. About 30, 46, 50 hours. They were so get over there uh, to brooksagnew.blog and um, – Pick up your stuff. Okay, once again, you can uh, find me over on mikebear.blogspot.com or on Rumble. This is the Real News Live channel, um, Telegram. Now, I'm going to do three podcasts tomorrow. I'm doing my own show with Jennifer, Tell the Truth Wednesday with Jennifer Falad Doring in the morning at 10 a.m. Then I'm going to do another uh, blog with uh, Jason, um, which I'll have links up to that on the Telegram channel. And that's going to be an aliens thing. And uh, then we're going to have uh, probably Whiskey and Wisdom with Mark C. Unless he doesn't invite me again because I make all the women mad because I'm toxically masculine on Whiskey and Wisdom. It's Whiskey and Wisdom. It's guys sitting around drinking drinking whiskey and we would be smoking cigars. So, uh, you know, if that's – if you ladies, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, kind of look in on that, you're going to, you're going to see the, the real truth. You're going to – you're going to see that the way Donald Trump talked is the way guys talk. Well, I'm not going to say crap about it. <laughs> Over there at my Telegram, Mike Barra 333 or Mike Barra Chat on Telegram is the place to pick it up. I'll be putting links to all that stuff and all my other social media, which is uh, there. And let me see where is, once again, uh, yeah, there's the Rumble and MikeBarrettPets.com. Brooks, where I have you in here, where are you? Mm -hmm. X Squared Radio. Don't forget X Squared Radio with Brooks Agnew. That's right, okay. tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. By the way, in response to the chat room, we do not ship ivermectin to Canada. The Canadian Post Office confiscates your packages and throws them in the trash. So we do not ship to Canada anymore. Unfortunately, but what you should do is come across the border Set up a box, a mailbox, if you can, and have it shipped there. So it's great stuff, great medicine, and that's uh, brooksagnew.blog slash immunization. Okay, that's it, guys, except for the final thing. 
predictions. I don't remember exactly what you said, Blake, last week about the crypto market, but it yeah. is on fire. Oh, what yeah. What you what you said? Uh, yes. So uh, saying the, the halving is coming up for Bitcoin. So it, it's going to be moving a lot, probably before. 90 days before, 90 days after, it kind of follows this cycle. So now is the time to get in. Bitcoin went up about 5%. It is looking like a, it's also a flight to safety. It's really the only one I can really recommend. I, I don't give financial advice, of course. Now I do, as much as I respect Ethereum, Ethereum had a huge week. The other thing I was saying is that I do believe in time, Solana will flip Ethereum. But, you know, that's that's more of a risky investment. I can't quite recommend that. But Bitcoin, if it's time to get in, it is definitely now. Well, I have an S-ton of Ethereum and I'm yeah. very happy with it. If I could just get my hands on some of it to pay off a few credit card bills. I, I'd yeah. Love to yeah, I'd like to get my hands on my Bitcoin. I have six yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, hidden away, right? Worth a, a little bit of change right now. Where should I get my hands on it? Um. Yeah. Okay, Blake, do you have a prediction for this week or no? Uh, I'll just say that it continue with run for uh, for Bitcoin. So it, it's time to get in. It might even, I don't know, another 5%, but people think it might double or triple by the end of this year. Well, and a lot of most of the action is probably going to happen you know, 90 days before and after this halving. And we're about 60 some days away from the next one. So I remember, um, I remember uh, Paul Tracy, a very famous indie car driver that I follow. Uh, when Bitcoin went from sixty-three thousand to like forty thousand, he says, "Well, you know, that went that went kablooey out the window." And I'm like, "No, not if you hodl. If you hodl, if you hold on for dear life, it'll come back." And Paul, if you sold your Bitcoin, man, you screwed yourself because it's going back up, and it's going to be really interesting. Um, Doctor Brooks Agnew, do you have a prediction for this week? Well, I'm still going to stick with my original one I started the first of the year, which is there will be in 2024 a significant comet. All right. The comet. You're going to stay with the comet. And my prediction is, oh, I'm going to go with it. It's 5% chance. It's just a little birdie in my ear told me Joe Biden will be gone by next Tuesday. Wow. So, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> just to be wrong, just because I can't think of any sports predictions because there's just nothing uh, I think they should keep him and keep Mopsy too. She's doing a fantastic job. Best press secretary that Democrats could ever hope for. Oh my God. And the word salad uh, <laughs> from Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris is amazing. Okay, guys, that's going to do it. I'll be back tomorrow with Jennifer Falad Doring at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And then I'm on a couple more podcasts. I have a very busy day. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. For Dr. Brooks Agnew, somewhere in the Carolinas, and TV's Blake Wally, somewhere east of California. Everybody say, get it up there. Come on, everybody get your, yeah, there we go. That's your that's your screenshot right there, Blake. Um, love you. Thanks you. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you next Toxically Masculine Tuesday. You know, we got to have a girl on here sometime. Maybe I can get Marina Sarah to come on. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.